0: Don't you feel relaxed? Yes, I'm so excited. You hear Chris shuffling the vision in the back. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I am really going to try not to keep anybody late tonight. So I have one, two, three, four pages. (laughs) And I'll tear them off as we go along. <laughs> so you'll know where we're at. <laughs> so if I have four pages of scripture that I have to get through, then you can, you, you know where, but you're going to be so captivated by this lesson because of the word of God is so powerful that it really is going to capture you because it's amazing what I learn as when I spend time every morning in the Lord. And then when he brings me these revelations that he wants to teach us so we know it, it's awesome. So let me see. Is he, He's still coming. I don't know if I should get started. Go ahead and put up 2 Peter chapter 1, no, yeah, chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? He is so good. He is so good because he has taught us how to worship him. And so and in that, that is where the revelation of God starts to stir within you. And as you start seeking him, he starts teaching himself. Thank God we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit within us, who is the guaranteed of all truth. And so we are called to seek that. We are called to knock, and he's going to what? Open the door. We're called to seek him, and he will what? Give us an answer. Anytime we're searching for him from an earnest heart, he is going to come to you. Now, when I first started growing, I didn't believe that. But now, I, it's amazing. You ask, he's going to what? Answer. He is going to give you an answer. We have to be open and be able to understand and hear what he's trying to tell us. All right? And so that's where we have to become submissive. And that's part of what tonight's lesson is going to be about. So we're going to open with um, 2 Peter 1, and I think this is 2 and 3, right? All right. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and his virtue. I have to switch sides. All right, I love this verse because God already says to us, speaking through Paul, through Peter, grace and peace be multiplied. You know, we are supposed to have multiplication in our life. There is supposed to be a multiplication in our life. If we are followers of Jesus and we seek God, he wants to multiply things in our life. And he says he wants to have us to have what grace and peace be multiplied to us as we grow in the knowledge of him. It says, as his divine power has given to us all things. So there is a divine power out there. There is something that is stronger than all of us. But he has given us the ticket in our Holy Spirit to really know how to break in and press into that power that he has given to us. Because if we seek him with a pure heart, with pertaining to life and godliness through that knowledge, who called us by what? glory, and virtue. And you know what? He wants us to experience his glory and the power of his virtue. And so it's important to know that. Go to the next verse. He has given this to us. He says, By which have been given to us an exceedingly great and precious promise, that through these things, the glory and the virtue, You may be partakers of a divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, I think this is awesome. God's natural should be our nature. He wants us to experience this divine nature. We call it the what? The supernatural. We are supposed to be walking and knowing that there's something greater than what we see. He wants us to grow up in him. So there is a movement. Everybody's heard me say, this year is a word of what? movement. There is a movement in the true knowledge of Christ. And as the movement in the true knowledge of Christ, it alters and changes men. All right. How many people have come into this ministry and experienced an alter or changing of yourself in this ministry? All right. That's And there is going to be an increase of that in 2016. And he says, it is in the true knowledge of Christ. That you are going to be able to be altered and changed towards what God has you to be. To experience his glory and to experience his virtue. So, he first sets us apart. We just had ordination. And ordination was about people who knew that they were called into the body of Christ. And as they were called into the body, they knew that they had to be set apart. How many people know in here you're set apart? We're supposed to be set apart. Separated for a time of preparation all right people who have gone through an ordination or have advanced there has been they have been prepared for a level do you know that we're always going to the next level we're always going to the next level so I love it we had ordination last week and it was awesome Brenda and Tom we had Chris and Tori and Sheila who's her face her space is vacant so she's there in spirit right she's with us All right, that they actually set themselves apart knowing that they were called by him. And so it says, then he takes us to the next level, calling us to serve him, to come to a new level. And he tells us that there are five things that happen, five ways that we serve him. And this is from one of the teachings from ordination. And it's Psalms 103, 20 through 22, Psalms 103, 20 through 22. 20 says, bless the Lord, you, his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Now we're going to read through, but we're going to come back to that one, Carl. It says, bless the Lord, all you, his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Next verse, bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. We learned in ordination that the Lord, and here's a little, or this is the ordination notes, right? I like this. We learned that we are ministering angels. And these are the five ways that we serve God. It broke us down. The first one is to bless the Lord. That means in worship and in service. We already came into this house, and what did we do? We worshiped him. So we already came in. We've done one thing. We have what? bless the Lord. The second thing is to do his word. All right. Now doing his word is concerning activities on earth. Do you know, as we wake up every day, we get an assignment from God. We got to walk and it's always going to level up to his what word. Number three, we have to heed the voice of God. That means behind the word is a what? A voice. The voice behind the word. We all talk And every time we speak to somebody, there's a voice behind, there's a power behind what we're saying, whether good or bad, there is a power. You can be around an angry person and you can feel the what? The power that's coming from their voice. And it usually doesn't make you feel really good. All right. But when God's word is spoken, and that's what we're going to hone in on tonight. Number three, how to heed the voice of God. Number four was to minister on God's behalf to those who have inherited salvation. That means everybody, we, if you're lost and you have been saved, that means starting from here, boom. You actually can start ministering to another person what you've experienced. So we are constantly growing in a different level and going to a different level and developing in him. And the last thing was to do God's pleasure. I like that because in the power and the authority that grows within us, we're to step out and have dominion. It says in the beginning in Genesis that we have dominion over the what? The birds of the air, all the cattle, all the little creepy crawly things, right? We are to step out and we are to have dominion. So I love this. So when we when we look at 20, it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength. That means as we keep what? Worshiping him, speaking his word, growing in dominion, we are being what as that's happening? Strengthened. We are being strengthened So as we do his word, we can heed the voice of his word. Now, this is one thing that's interesting. And, you know, I laugh as you grow in Christ, you know, somebody will say something to you and they'll be like, well, God didn't tell me that. Okay. (laughs) Well, here's, here's an interesting thing. God works through us. He works through people. That takes a lot of time to realize it doesn't make a difference where you are on this chart. If you are on this chart, you could be saying something that comes right from the Spirit of the Lord to help you move into your next movement of God. And it's always going to be connected with His virtue and it's always going to be connected to His glory that He wants you to experience in your life. So we grow up in this, but the hardest thing we experience is everybody says, How do you hear the voice of the Lord? How do we heed to that voice? How do you know? How do you discern? I love these charts. Because when you get saved and full of the light, boom, the regenerated spirit gets ignited. When it gets ignited within your intuition, you can hear God speak. It's an inner thing. As you commune with God, your discernment to hear the voice increases. So if we're not worshiping, if we're not reading in our word and we're not growing, you're not what? Hearing. Hearing. Okay, it's so important. This is about relationship in Christ. Our relationship, what's a good relationship? It wants to tell you something. When you want to be in relationship with somebody, you want to tell them everything that's going on. They want to talk to you. Hey, and when you're seriously in love, you can't be without that person. Okay, and that's what he wants from us. He wants us to be so in love with hearing from him, and that's what we're going to talk tonight. Really, how do we hear from him? How are we really growing in that hearing? Because you know when somebody's being tossed to and fro, the first thing they say is, I'm not hearing God. I'm not hearing. You know, I like that. You can be around people and you can be talking. Has anybody ever said to you, I can't hear you? (laughs) Rachel says something to me. I ask her to do something. Mom, I can't hear you. You know, I do that to her. I'll say to her sometimes, okay, Rachel, I'm hearing you, but I'm not moving, Right. So we have moments in our lives. How many of you had somebody said, "I can't hear you," "I can't hear you." You're talking to them. They they say they can't hear you. Well, you have to know is when we're in relationship, we're trying to. Fu- I know it's just Robert Michael's working on Robert Michael right there. There is an open wave that we've got to hit into. So, heeding the voice of His Word is what we're going to. Ed- Where's my paper? Talk tonight. Okay. So the Word of God has a voice. That voice can be heard through the saints on earth. As our mind is being renewed in one accord and one mind. Put on Jeremiah 7.23. I love it. Todd did an excellent job the other night teaching on the prophet of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a servant who had to speak what he heard from the Lord. And when he spoke it out, God reminded him. Even though he was a youth, he was telling him what to say. Because sometimes when we hear things from the Lord... We don't like what we're hearing, and sometimes we don't want to say what we're hearing, but he was a prophet called to speak to the people. It says, but this is what I commanded them, saying, obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. Now, I want to break this down. This is awesome. The first thing he tells us is we have to do what? Obey the voice of the Lord. You're not, not going to find a prophet in anywhere in the Bible that's not going to say that you have to what? Obey, okay? So if he says to obey my voice, I will be your God. So he's, he's backing us up. He said, if you hear me and you obey, then I'm going to do what? Be your God. That's some power behind you because he is in charge of the heavens and the earth and he has created everything for us to what? Enjoy. He wants us to get to this point where we actually can enjoy life with him. But he says, you have to obey my voice. I will be your God and you shall be my people. I remember when I got the revelation on people in Romans, there's a, there's a, there's a, a verse that says there is no people until you become his people. So we're not a part of people until we get saved. Then we've just become people. All right. It's a cool verse in Romans where it reminds us we are Nobody. Until we become His people, we don't become. We do not become who we're called to be until we obe- until we obey His vo- and hear His voice, so He can be our God. And we walk. It says, "And walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you." Now that excites me. That excites me because if he, I walk in His way that He has commanded then guess what? All of my life will be what? Well. All right. There isn't anybody that doesn't, isn't growing and moving that they don't want their life to be well. Okay. Jesus uses the parable of the sheep and a shepherd to help us understand this relationship order. Please put up John 1 through four. See, the Lord wants us to show us the importance of heeding to his voice, how to hear his voice. And know that he has placed things in a certain order. And if we can find that order and abide into it, we are going to hear him. Most assuredly, I say unto you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, I want everybody to think about this. Before we ever walked into a ministry and we accepted Christ in our heart, we talked about God, didn't we? And we talked about Jesus, and we might have known a lot of things, but he says, "I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up another way, the the same as a thief and a robber." We can talk about the Holy Spirit, we can talk about Jesus, we can talk about God in theory, but if we haven't experienced Him, then we've never gone through the door. He uses this parable to show us. He says, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So guess what? As we accept Christ in our heart, do you know what the next step is? We've got to go through a what? A door. Okay. We have to go through a door. And it says in the word, the door is a very narrow place. All right. But he says, but he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. That means there is a point we get called to go through a door. When we go through that door, we are, we are called to be a ministering angel. We are called to be a shepherd of the sheep, to keep growing. Every time, you here's a lost person, void, empty, accepts Christ in his heart. Now, to gain more of him, that Holy Spirit in the center, Jesus is growing, the increase of him in you, you've now got to go through. There's an invisible door right here, and it looks like that. There is a place that you have to, what, change. And you have to come up to this door, and Jesus is calling you. The Holy Spirit is calling you to that door. And then you change. And when the change happens, less of you, more of him. And the only way to get to that door is because you heard something. Okay? there is The the, the regenerated spirit will give you an impression. Your spirit will always know your move first. But then you have to spend time with God. So you can start what? Hearing him. You have to start hear him. It says, to him, to him. So the one who enters by the door, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. When you accept Christ in your heart, and then when you start stepping out, God blesses you. You have all this awesome blessing, right? And then all of a sudden, hell breaks loose in your life. And you're like, what is going on This doesn't make sense. God loves me, right? And so we're growing in this and we have to realize you're getting to a door. And as he's pulling you by your spirit to get through that door, he is drawing you by the truth of the word. And as he keeps drawing you by the truth of the word and the doorkeeper opens the moment, now the sheep can do what? Hear. So every level we grow in Christ in this journey of faith, our hearing gets what? better our hearing increases we can hear more we can discern more we can be more aware of what god wants to do in our life all right so everybody's following along with me on this okay so and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out and when he brings them out his own sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice all right, as we're growing in Christ, we come to an assembly. Here's a beautiful assembly. There's a door <laughs> <laughs> that you've got to walk through that door, right? I remember the first time I came in here. I felt the, my whole inside shaking because obviously my spirit was what? Drawing me to a place. This is a sheepfold, and we have a shepherd that's already gone ahead of us. All right. And so as we grow in a body getting pulled into a sheepfold, that is for the safety. That is for our safety of our growth. All right. Because the true shepherd is Jesus. He's the one that already came and showed us the way. So we always say when somebody comes to this door, it doesn't make a difference where they are on this chart. They're not in the beginning of this chart. They could be anywhere on this chart. But for some reason, they were called to come to this ministry, to be drawn in this door. Because sometimes we come, we get, and then we have to do what? Go back out. We're called to go back out. So, all right. We must enter in by the door. Please put verse 7. All right, see, one sheet down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel the pressure not to be late tonight. (laughs) Okay. So it says, then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say unto you, I am what? The door of the sheep. So Jesus is the one. He's sitting there opening the door, closing the door, opening the door. He's our doorkeeper. When we come and and here's another, this is a, a, a sky view of this. The door is the door of your soul. All right, Jesus is the doorkeeper. He opens that door for something in you to be changed. Movement means to be changed. How do you know we're an apostolic center? People come in this door and they are what? Changed. They are changed not because of, this is just a sheepfold for them to be safe, but they're changed because they were, something when they walked in that door was already planted in them. We're a watering ministry. They get watered and who gives the increase? God gives the increase. So you're somewhere on, everybody in here somewhere on this chart. And even if you're lost, your increase is being what? Saved. Even recognizing that Jesus wants to enter in your heart. So we have now the doorway of the soul. Our soul needs to be sanctified. It is the salvation of the soul. When we accept Christ in our heart, our spirit is already rectified back up to God. Now we've got a journey set before us. We have to sanctify our soul. And we've got to walk out that process. We have to build on that. So we must enter in by the door. Jesus is our doorkeeper. And if we enter by the door, we are called to be a shepherd. Isn't that awesome? How many people in here are shepherd right now? Don't raise your hand. But think about it. If you are called to the door, you're just not called to be a sheep. You're also called to be a what? Shepherd. Okay, I remember when I said, everybody knows the story when I was growing. I didn't wanna be up here teaching. I was great sitting. Okay, but there's a point when you get into a fold, he's gonna do what? Send you back out. Because he said you come back in and you go back out. But he wants to mature you. When you're coming in, that means it's a time for maturity. So you can what? Go back out. Because if you go through the door, you are a what? Shepherd. All right, so let's talk about a shepherd. To that shepherd, the doorkeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and they are led by him. So what is a good shepherd? A good shepherd is a sheep herder. I like this. How many people have brought people into this ministry? I brought people in this ministry, right? Because as there's a level I grew, I got out. You helped bring somebody what? In. We talked about it on New Year's Eve. We had all the 99 balloons. Okay? 99 are in the sheepfold. We're sent out for that one to bring them in. So a good shepherd is a sheep herder. He has a voice. A shepherd has a voice. And this is what a shepherd does. He or she, because it doesn't make a difference, he or she is to tend to the flock. He or she leads the flock. He or she guides the flock. I like this one. This is my favorite. And I got this from, you know, uh, an outline in the Bible here. And I it was cute. He or she cherishes the flock. Do you know what I mean? That means your heart. A good shepherd, their heart is for the flock of the people. You actually start loving everybody in the flock, whether they're moving or they're not. You just start loving those people. A good shepherd feeds the flock, and a good shepherd protects a flock. So we're going to look at this chart, and I have little pictures that we're going to put up here, and this will make everybody's a little bit of enjoyment. So who is in the flock? Well, first we have little lambs. Give me a lamb. <laughs> Give me a lamb. I, I've really gotten into these little pictures. All right? So here we go. So what we have, this a cute little lamb, okay? What is so awesome? I gave birth to Rachel. Rachel's name means what? My innocent little lamb, you know? I loved it. And when Rachel was born, we had all the little lambs in her crib. You know what I mean? Because... In the flock are the lambs. Who are the lambs? Lambs are the first row. Boom. The lambs are those who are lost because there are lost lambs. They're not in the fold yet. They're out there. Then we have little lambs that are what? They just became born again. They are so excited because they accepted Christ in their heart. They felt the tingle. I like that. A lamb is drawn by the feelings. Mommy, mommy, right? Okay. So also a lamb is learning how to get through their first doorway experience. And they're so innocent because they don't know what's happening to them. And they keep thinking, hey, I know how I was. I mean, I was a lamb when I came in yeah. this door. And when I came in this door, I needed a mommy. I needed a daddy. Yeah. I needed tissues. Yeah. I needed everything to help me. And this I this is Lee, right? Lee could not hear, but I was cute, right? All right. <laughs> We have some cute things going, right? We think we are adorable when we come through the door. And then we learn, oh my gosh, I've got to get through this door. Because a lamb comes in here, they haven't gone through the door yet. They can have accepted Christ in their heart, but they haven't made it through the door. So when people come here, you know, I always call it, you're tagged. It is time for you to be converted over into what God has called you to be. Okay, and so that's the beauty because, but we've got to be able to start to learn to do what? Heed Heed the voice of the Lord. Okay, so this gets better. So that's the first row. Everybody can evaluate themselves, you know, if you're a lamb, all right? So this starts off with lamb. The second row are our sheep. Give me my sheep. (laughs) I love this. Isn't this cute? There's Carrie, there's Lee, there's, we're all here, right? It's cute. It's cute. Carrie, Paige, Mamie, you know what, it, Mamie, look, Mamie, little <laughs> <laughs> hair. All right, so, <laughs> but look at them, look at them, I love this picture, I, trust me, I looked at lamb pictures today, I, this came last minute, I, I started looking at this at 4.30, isn't that crazy, right when I was about to go in my shower, I heard look at lamb pictures, look at lamb lost. Look at sheep. <laughs> so I googled all this stuff. It was kind of funny. Okay, well this is how we look. If you notice, there is no smile on their face. Do you know what I mean? Their countenance and their their eyes are open. They're seeing soul. that things are happening because remember, huh? The soul is still dark. The soul is still dark. That was good. <laughs> their soul is still dark. That right. That is good. <laughs> Right, there isn't, they're not, because now they're in with these people, they don't know why. They don't know why they're with these people, that's how I felt. Why am I here? I met Rima and Richard are about to get married, and you know, everything was going on in their life. These people just got married, you know what I mean? And I just kept thinking, why am I here? Right, because we come in so innocent, and our soul is not renewed, because I had not, I believed in Christ, but my soul had not been renewed renewed I haven't learned how to hear the voice of the Lord now let me tell you there is seeing there is hearing and there is feeling I was feeling something I really was because only through the spirit of truth could I feel the pull to come I was seeing things I was seeing people right but it wasn't remember faith comes by what hearing Hearing. all right so I could see things going on but I really couldn't hear what anybody was saying Verdice would come to me. She grabbed my hands and she said, oh, you're going to move really fast. I was like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're telling me. What do you mean I'm going to move really fast, right? I didn't understand that. But that's where the sheep are. The sheep are all coming in. They cluster together. Why do they cluster together? Because with other bodies, you feel what? Safer when you're exposed to have to go through the door. What I've seen in this body is when a sheep gets out of the baby stage, and they get into their sheep status where they've got to start, what? Pushing through these doors, which are not easy. They go somewhere else. They run because they don't want to do it here because they it, pride sets in. They want to go somewhere else. But if you were brought in here, then you were called here. Okay? And that's one thing I have definitely learned. The obedience of God is God sets you at the place where he really wants you to grow. Are you going to be open enough to be exposed in that growth? all right, because it is the place. I can't go to my next place until I get what I have to get at this place, and there is a shepherd. Jesus is the true shepherd, but Jesus appoints disciples to be other shepherds, and those are our holy apostles in these days, all right, and that shepherd is going to say things to you, and you're just going to be, what? (laughs) Right? Right? You're going to be, let me stick with Carrie. Let me stick with Mamie. Let me hold on to everybody because I don't want to be singled out. And when you're going through the door, trust me, when the light shines, darkness. (laughs) Come on. You guys all know this, right? When the light shines, whatever's not right in us is going to manifest. Praise God, right? Because the only way we can have deliverance is by it manifesting. So you can stand behind your, behind your mask, but one day that mask is going to crash here if you stay. If you stay. So now, this is the sheep row. This is the people who are going through the door. This is where a lot of movement happens in here, but also a lot of rebellion happens in here. All right? So if there are people who are called here, they've got to stay in this sheepfold. God will assign us to a saint who is already a shepherd that has gone ahead of us. That's the only way we grow. Jesus was firstborn. He was the firstborn son. He had to show us the way. So as we're growing, we had to get into what? We look unto Jesus. But God's never going to put you in a place that he hasn't found a shepherd he has assigned to help you. And I just know that because the one thing I heard when I came in here when I was starting to hear things and deciphering, is that God? I heard, do not listen to anything else. Read my Bible and only listen to the teaching in here. And I took that really seriously. When I hear something, I can take it like a hundred percent further than the average person. But that was my instruction. I'm not telling anybody else that. You all, the Holy Spirit is your guide, and will show you the way, and will and will confirm if this is where you're to be. But I knew not to listen anything else. So I slept with the tapes. And there wasn't many tapes then. There was only a few teachings. And it was amazing how if I slept with it, I would feel my spirit stir. And once you actually start reading in the word, worshiping, and your spirit stirring, now your hearing starts to increase your ability to hear. So that's what a sheep is. All right. Now, let's look at a shepherd. Let's look at a shepherd. Bring me up my shepherd. All right, and this is beautiful. I couldn't find a really great shepherd one, but I mean, I thought this was cool. This is a shepherd. God has already assigned that man standing with authority and with power, and he's holding a horn, and in that horn, he has oil, all right, and he is tending to his sheep. The sheep go to him. They flock around him. They trust him. Gene walks in the door. Everybody's lined up. See Gene, right? okay. I've got the point. I walk in the door, everybody's lined up, see Lee, right? And it's cute. The, Chris was laughing the other day. I was walking and there's five people follow me like little puppies, right? But this building is a dual, call, dual calling ministry. We have a real estate firm and a construction firm, and we bring in sheep, and then sheep start working over there because it's a place for them to be what? Protected. We know the ones that are called to work in the building. Not everybody's called to be in the building. But a shepherd is the one that's tending to that sheep. He's not controlling his sheep. I want to make that because that would be the lust that I talked about in, 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 um, in 2 Peter where it says, where it says, through having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. When you, before you came into this door, you were corrupted by lust of another ministry. Okay, me, Episcopal Church, they controlled you. I had to become a member. I had to sign up. I had to promise money every month. I had to, you know what I mean? Like they do the little pledges and everything. Well, when you come into a true sheepfold, you're called to grow here and to hear the voice of God and to learn how to hear the voice of God. But you're not here to be corrupted by the lust of the world. All right, you've already had that. It even says in the word, before you came in here, you've already experienced the corruption and the lust of the world. If you don't admit that, then you're lying to yourself. Because we're born into sin, we have sinned, and we get ourselves into the wrong things, not understanding. We're being taught that that's what we're to what? Believe, okay? So God says when it's time for you to come through the door He is going to renew your mind. He's going to start changing the way you feel, the way you think, and what you see to be his thoughts. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. The Lord is going to show you how that works. So a shepherd is very important because he is tending to these sheep. He's guiding the sheep. He's leading the sheep. He cherishes those sheep. And we've experienced that here. Who here has experienced? You know you're cherished. Okay? You know you're cherished. Because he is, he is called to know about you. The sheep, the shepherd, knows his sheep. He even knows our cry. as You know what I mean? More than before we know him, he knows us. So we are in the school of learning how to hear the voice of God through the Holy Spirit, not the control of the shepherd. Does everybody understand that? Isn't that powerful? That's why there's movement in the body of Christ because this awareness is becoming public. It's starting to enter out into churches. It's not about organized religion anymore anymore. John 105 John 105 I need water. I have better pictures too so I mean these are cute ones. they were cool. all right. This is what it says about the sheep around the shepherd. It says, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of a stranger. Okay, when you come in here, you know a lot of voices. So sometimes people come in here, they don't know whether to stay, what to do, where to go, because they're listening to so many other what? Voices. All right, when you come into a sheepfold that God has assigned you for a change, then you have to know not to follow a stranger. It says in Malachi that he will bring a father, which is like a shepherd, into your life. And it says that father's heart will be towards you first. You won't be towards him. You'll, you'll, he'll be towards you. But then it says, you know when the relationship locks in and you will not go to another stranger is when your heart turns towards that father, all right? And so that's the hard thing. Trusting fathers in the body of Christ is trusting a shepherd, all right? And people do not have trust because why? They've been hurt. So nobody's bad for not trusting. It's part of your growth in growing with him, okay? We can all sit and complain about a dad, complain about a mom, complain about an uncle, complain about somebody that's raised us, right? But when God brings you to the one shepherd he has chosen for you, the love is going to manifest. It is going to be a cherishing relationship. So a good shepherd feels, a good shepherd sees, and a good shepherd hears his master's voice and knows his flock. When we come to Jesus and it's time for us to call out to Jesus, who knows our voice? Jesus, because he's our what? master. He is our true master, all right? And he had to come into this world and raise how many disciples? Twelve. When he got resurrected up and they got imparted with the Holy Spirit, now what were they to be? Shepherds. They graduated, okay? So it's awesome when you get into a place where you know you experience the presence of God, you know somebody sees, feels, and gets you, all right, because that is a gift from God that's given to certain people. Not everybody in here is a type of shepherd for whatever God has assigned you to do. But the shepherds that are being opened up into the body of Christ now, they are going to be ones that have been stamped, approved, and has been through hell to get to where they need to do their job for God. And they know their life is not their own. They know their life is not own. So the purpose is to raise up a fold of sheep. To be matured, to be a matured shepherd with a voice by being renewed in the process of growth, a voice of authority, a voice of power. The shepherd has authority and power. I love the picture if you go back to it. And this could be a whole other teaching, but I'm just pointing it out. If you notice the shepherd, the horn back then is where they put the oil. And the horn, I like that because Jesus is also known as our what? It's a horn. He is exalted up like a horn. You could get into a really deep teaching about that, but I thought it was a cool picture because you can see he's using the horn to take care of them. So it goes. It's, it, my notes go on to say, to obey, we first must learn to receive his voice by hearing. We walk by faith and not by? Everybody should be able to finish these sentences. Faith comes by? Hearing. Okay, and it is impossible to do what? Please God without faith in Jesus. All right? This way of growing up, is this is the way we're to grow up in the body. Exactly what I just showed you. You're on the level of a lamb, a level of a sheep, and then this bottom row. You are a shepherd on this bottom row. You are matured. God has assigned you to move into a fold, take care of a fold. All right? And so the church today, it really is still up here. Do you know what I mean? They haven't learned because they're, they're feel fear, fearful of authority. They're feel fear, fearful of authority. So our preparation to be effective shepherds is what we should be excited about. How many are you excited? You want to be an effective shepherd, right? Okay. So our preparation to be an effective shepherd for God takes time. It takes commitment. It takes a place in a fold that he leads you to, to grow up. All right, I love this. It says, he leads you into a new covenant, a better covenant. Jesus already set a path. Put up Hebrews 7.22. I have written here that he leads us into a new and a better covenant, which is a relationship with Jesus. He has called you to be in the body of Christ. Jesus becomes our surety. It says, by so much more, Jesus has become a what surety of a better covenant a covenant. This is not a covenant That's like a contract that has a termination and that has an out clause When you accept Christ in your heart, you have entered into an agreement a covenant with God and you're saying you're recognizing I'm accepting you by faith But the whole time his goal is to what Get you to maturity so you can shepherd who you were born to shepherd So you can grow into the place where God has assigned you to be. And so the way I wrote this in my notes, which I I like reading it because it kind of just comes out when I'm writing. I wrote it, it says, he leads you into a new, a better relationship. Our new covenant is not a type of contract with an end or with a termination clause. It's the power of an endless life in himself. Now, I want you to get this. It is an everlasting rotation of you growing within himself. Okay. That's pretty deep because every time you go from working out your salvation, you have to go through a door, go through a door, go through a door, go through a door. door. Who is increasing in you? Him, right? Jesus is dwelling in with you. The father wants to make a home. So he's making this home. It's expanding inside of you. And the things that are not him are being what? Pushed out then they don't return back because if it's him, if the son sets you free, you're free indeed. And it's an endless life in himself. Isn't that awesome? An endless life within himself. We are his image. So there is this endless cycle of resurrected life within himself. It is a promise. Now like this, the covenant is a promise to be transformed into what God has called you to be in the body of Christ. He has called each and every one of us to be in a position, Joshua, right? In the body of Christ. Right now, his position is following me with the camera, right? And I hope I'm not moving too much. But it's cool. He is now working something. He's saved. He's born again. Now he's what? Stepping into his what? Sheepfold. As he steps in, God, there was a... There was a God had a job waiting for him, cameraman. Right? God had a job for Todd, writing all the verses for the screen. God's going to have something for you to do <laughs> in this sheepfold. It doesn't, if you start coming, you're going to wash a window. You're going to there's going to be something that God is going to get you to love your new home. We have to love our new home because He wants us. Okay, now we're going to get into this great revelation. Man, this knocked my socks off. Actually. It's so awesome. It takes my breath away. As Christ is being formed into us, we are being transformed into one mind with him and then with another. Okay. I love this. When we are growing in him, right? I have a soul. I have a spirit. I have a body. Well, who wants to enter into my soul? Jesus, right? Jesus, there's two of us in me, right? Actually, there's I can, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and Father. So there's four of us, right? But when Jesus wants to enter in and become of like mind, we have to become the same character of him. We have to really grow and understand his way. And our soul has to be transformed to be him so we can know what to do. Now, this gets really deep because, as I said, we we'll are get transformed into one mind with him, then with another to multiply his will and his way. This is the eternal, inexhaustible love of God. It never ends. 1 Corinthians 15, 40. This, this came to me this morning. I just went, okay, because it's how awesome this is. This is our assignment. Everybody's assigned to this. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is what? One. Okay. And the glory of the terrestrial is an other. Okay. Celestial is your heavenly body. Your spirit already, you can praise and worship. Your spirit can go right up, shoot up to heaven, right? All right. And we become one. Our first call coming into the sheepfold is to become one in a celestial body, in the spirit. Everything happens in the spirit before it happens in the natural. It says there are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one. You can't go back up. If you go back, you can't go out of that sheepfold until you have become one with Jesus and the Father. All right? And then the glory of the terrestrial, that's your earthly body, is to become what? The glory is within Other. Okay. Don't you get this beauty? When you come into the sheepfold and you start maturing and going through these changes, Christ is being formed in you. Your mind is being transformed. You're going to hit a certain point. You've got to go out and bring an other in. So you can't, a born again Christian can't save another born, a lost person can't save another born again Christian. They're not what? Saved. All right. So this person Is sitting void, not doing anything. Now, boom. The celestial, the spirit of heaven, the kingdom of God enters into you, right? Now, your first move is to start connecting with the kingdom of heaven. Because we have to bring heaven, what? On earth. If you haven't connected with heaven, how are you going to turn and bring something that you haven't gotten to that level yet? You get where I'm going on this? We grow in levels of one with him... Then we go out and we get an other at different levels. The born again Christian can get saved and they can turn around. Now, what can he do? He turns around. And he says, I can save you lost sheep. I can save the lost sheep, right? Okay. So then when they grow through the first doorway of change, whatever they, they can turn around and they can do what? Now that much power can bring another. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Man, I fell on my pillow when I got that this morning and I was just like, This is what happens when I get a revelation like that. I just fall back because I always sit on my bed facing my headboard. And then I just fall back and I go, that is so beautiful. I love you so much. It's so great. Right? We must first gain oneness in the heavenly place. This is what I wrote when I got that. We must first gain oneness in the heavenly place. A celestial body being set apart and sanctified, consecrated for the master's use. That's where the body of Christ is stuck. They are not set apart. They're not sanctified. They haven't experienced anything but saving people. So you know what they're doing? They're getting in groups. They're knocking on doors. Can I save you today? And it might not even have been that person's what? Appointed time. There is an appointed time for every single one of these pivotal moves in your life. I'm getting excited because when I get this, I, I, it, it's just so much love in this. Because there isn't a wasted body. No body's a waste. Everybody has somebody to turn around. If you're not lost, if you are still even here, praise God. I'm excited for you. Because you have something to turn around to another and talk to them. Isn't that awesome? And it's got to be done by you feel it. You know it. He said, don't deny me. Speak what you know. But don't speak what you want don't know that's how we start out lost (laughs) we're speaking everything we don't know we think we know it all put up the cute little lamb (laughs) i gotta remember how cute i used to be right all right i gotta remember i thought i was cute then right i think that's so cool (laughs) i did think i was cute then i mean like cute in my worldly placement i thought i had it all you know what i mean i really did but i really wasn't inwardly happy so i didn't really what Have it all because my celestial was not one with the father. I was not seeking him. I was not reading in my word. I was not connecting to him. All right. It says, then we are to glory in the earthly. We are to glory in the terrestrial as gaining another. It's an assignment, a time, a testing of his love. You are never going to go through another test to go through another door if you deny the other. Now, I want you to really think about this. Everybody's on here. He says, do not deny me. If you get born again, you have something to say to a lost person. If you're here, you have something to say to these level of these people. But everybody's going to have the test. Everybody's going to get an assignment. He's going to put you out, and he's going to put you right within assignment. And what do you have to do with that assignment? Love it. What do you have to do in that assignment? That assignment is going to show you what's not right in you. Okay. Because when you say that's my assignment, yeah, pass, bring me the next test. (laughs) And then there is no next test because you will be miserable. That's what happens out there. People are tormented. They're miserable because their minds aren't becoming one because they're shutting out the other. The one that's called to advance them. The day I met Jean Hall, a lady called me who I was helping her sell a house, and no offense, I just wanted to sell her in the house and be done, right? And the interesting part is she kept saying, come meet this man, come meet this man, but she really wanted me to help her because she wasn't happy with him, right? And I was like, look, I don't want to get involved. But the whole time, something was what? Stirring, stirring. I kept thinking, do I have to, I played tennis that morning, do I have to meet this person? I don't want to meet this person because if she knows that person, I don't want to meet that person. Have you ever been that way? Yeah, don't want to be with the people that you see and you already know there's something not right. I'm being serious. I didn't want to meet a destiny, an assignment for me just because I didn't like what I saw in that other person because that person I would, I hate, that was business. That was a client, not a friend. You get where I'm going? Although that person, it was awesome. I thank that person every day in my heart that they get saved because that person's not saved. But, you know, that person is growing in Christ. You hope that he is sending the right people because look what it did for me. It says, then we are to glory. Okay, I read that. All right. It's an assignment. It's a time of testing when it comes to the other because we are to be reproducing sheep to shepherds. If you're a lamb, you're to become a sheep. If you're a sheep, you're to help a lamb. If you're a sheep, you're to become a shepherd. If you're a shepherd, then you're going to help a sheep and you're going to help a what? A lamb. Everybody's getting the the flow of this, right? In the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a shepherd knows his voice. Shepherd, or when I met Gene, he had to already know my voice. Because, and anybody that's connected that comes in here, Gene is the shepherd of this sheepfold. They will know. You will. You'll have an experience. Come on, who's had the experience? You don't know why you know him, right? Okay. So a shepherd knows his voice and will not listen. Wait, did I read that? Hold on. Yeah, to a stranger's voice. Why? Because he was set apart to be one with the master. So when it's your appointed time to be crossed over, that means your ears actually start opening up to recognize. Your feelers are doing it, but his ears, the shepherd's ears are more in tune than your ears. So he knows your voice. He knows when it's the right person That needs to stay here. But then there are people that aren't called to stay here. Do you know what I mean? There might be somebody that just calls, gets something and moves on and they got what they're assigned and then they'll be released. Jamie Massey is the most awesome testimony that she's going to come and give next Saturday. She came here. This woman, alcoholic, gets saved, gets delivered like awesome deliverances. And she worked over on this side and then God released her. She did not leave without the release from the apostolic sheepfold. And that was what was so powerful. It made me cry because she was one of the first people of our business that actually left with the right release. She didn't leave. She Everything was so God on it. It was so powerful because the shepherd that's assigned through Jesus knows what you need, knows where you need to be. All right. Jesus sets us apart so we can learn how to heal him. Because the ultimate job of a shepherd is to release the sheep to be a shepherd. And then he doesn't need that shepherd anymore. Do you see what I'm saying? People don't wait for the release. They get released. And now you're my, you might be a pastor. You might be an evangelist. Wherever you're supposed to be, you're going to be released to go where you need to go. I want you to think about this. When you know you did all the requirements to graduate high school, you got a piece of What? Paper that says you can go to college. It's the same thing in the spirit. If you're a shepherd that God has assigned you, his pure job is to get you to learn how to heed the voice of the Lord. Because when we come in here and we start our little spiritual skiff start working, we think we know we're hearing him. And guess what? We're not. And we're too prideful to go to the, to go to the shepherd. We are too prideful. So I, I, I say this with love. I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm saying this love because I have made the mistake of not listening to the shepherd <laughs> because I was thinking I'm getting my flow from Jesus. This skill is working. This is happening. I'm saying this in a fun loving way because we all, he knows that the righteous are going to do what fall. Right? We're gonna fall. Nobody does it perfect, so laugh at yourself. Let me hear everybody laugh. Ha 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 ha. Okay. We're gonna laugh at the enemy because we're not gonna stay in our own conviction. That's what the enemy wants you to do. Think you've really messed up so much that you're not accepted back in that fold. And when you come back to that fold is waiting for you with what? Open arms. Come back. We love you. Because we know that when you're going through the door, unforgiveness, shame, rejection, all the ugly stuff is gonna come to surface. Let yourself be delivered. Let yourself get that. We do have a loving family here. We love each other because we know that even I've watched the shepherd grow. Because guess what? Even a shepherd is growing within himself. Okay? So praise God that nobody has made it to the ultimate yet. We're all getting to our next level. Okay. So Jesus, we have to keep in mind, is the true shepherd. And that's our ultimate thing is getting to hear him, know him. So then when we get released... And we get out, we have to be now prepared to do what we hear God telling us to do. We can't come back and run back to daddy and mommy. Oh, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to? Well, I released you, <laughs> right? I do this all the time. What do I always say to you? What did the Holy Spirit say? Everybody, I drive everybody crazy. They'll come <laughs> running to me. Lee, Lee, Lee. What did the Holy... I do it to Rachel all the time. Rachel, what did the Holy, what did the Holy Spirit say, right? My job is not to tell. Anybody who's come to a shepherd, the shepherd's job is not to come to control you in a corrupted, lustful control of your life. That's why we don't listen to authority, because we've already fall prey to that. This is a place where you're being pushed. You're being pushed. You're being pushed forward. The shepherd, if Gene is here, right, and we're all here, what's his job to do? To keep pushing us towards our next move, He's there to keep pushing us, calling out that gift, calling out, hey, tomorrow night, tomorrow, it was called out. The evangelist signed wonders and miracles. It was called here. Dr. Lee agreed to it. Boom. It's on, right? And Carrie's probably had those moments. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would be doing that. I mean... (laughs) I would be doing that. I'll never forget the first time Gene has to lie to me. (laughs) He can't tell me. The best thing to do is never to tell me what my next move is because God has shown me when he shows me something in the spirit, it's better not to give me any thinking time. It's better to catch me off the cuff for me. I'll never forget the first time we go into the Dr. Lee's church and it's like 100, 200 people or whatever. And Gene just turns. It doesn't say anything. I'm just looking at the environment and I feel the wiggly. And I had a vision where I was wearing a shirt this color. And Jean was wearing a shirt this color, and we were lined up praying for people, right? Now, mind you, I have not really laid hands on people or got into that, you know what I mean? Because I come from the Episcopal church, you know? Yeah, God will take care of them, right? <laughs> okay, but the word says, right, we have to lay hands on, right? We have to, we have to, we have to move as God shows us. Well, I, thank God I had that vision. And there was a man sitting in front of me not knowing what to do. Well, Gene comes up after he teaches. He tells he doesn't tell Zinni. He doesn't tell me. He doesn't tell Carrie. We've got to teach too. He doesn't tell us anything. We're there to support Gene. We're there to support our shepherd. Yeah, we are here. We're worshiping. We're gonna break it all. Yeah, this is great. And then all of a sudden, Gene calls us up, and everybody's gonna pray. What? <laughs> and then he then he looks at it Je- because what did his job to do? Push you? It's I could feel safe laying hands on in here. But to actually go out in public, do you see what I'm saying? I'm being, I'm just being real to my own development. You know what I mean? Because if I can share with you what I have gone through, then you should, it humbles us. Do you know what I mean? So he tells us that we didn't even hey know we were teaching that day, did we? We didn't know, none of us knew he was going to call us up to teach. So we get up there and it was like the, man, God, when it's God, he just works. Right. And it was so powerful. And the next thing you know, You know, it's like the moment Gene said it, the buzz was on, right? The lineups were going. And it was crazy. And I was like this, and I turned over, and and there was my vision. I already saw it. And so it was my confirmation to be confident in what? Him, not in me, right? Because we can't do it. Even a shepherd knows he can't do it. But a shepherd, I love this, building our confidence of faith is knowing that you know You know, you know, his word's going to work and he's not going to deny your stepping out in faith. He can't do it. It's not his will for us. All right. So isn't this awesome? Okay. Isn't everybody excited? All right. He has died. Now think about this. Jesus came to die for sin. He died for our sin. All right. And was buried to be resurrected in reproduction of the saints. If we die in him, we're not dying for him. He died for us. When we die in him, then we're being raised up to aid him in reproduction. So every time you have to go through a door, you got to what? Die. (laughs) There is something that's going to die. Right? I just, I just, I've gotten so used to it. Let me just die. (laughs) You just, you know, but, and you know, that's not good because that's false humility at the same time. I'm going to catch you before you catch me, right? No, I'm still going to have to die. All right. I mean, Hey, I'm a tennis player. I think strategic, right? So sometimes you want to try to catch it before the past, but it's not right because he says I died for you. Now you're going to die in me and I'm going to, it's, it's going to be appointed. And when it's time, the shepherd opens the what? The doorkeeper opens the door. He is. He is standing on the other side. See that? See that there? You're standing at that door of death. The change, and fear, anger, lust, perversion, love of money, pride, sickness is coming out, right? And all around you are conflicts, trials, troubles, everything. And you are so tight up, right? And Jesus said, "I'm right over here. That's the shepherd. I'm right here. Just keep coming. Believe. Have faith. Trust in what I've showed you." And he's telling you, come on, come on. Jesus is right behind. And you know what? We are so, our ears have to be so in tune to the voice that sometimes we hear it through a person. Praise God, Gene would always call me through the door. He would call it. It would happen. And I didn't want to go through it. But then once I went through it, I mean, I'll I'll tell you this. The first time I went through it bad the man deserted me. He didn't even give me a hug, you know? (laughs) No, and that's a good shepherd because Paige was there to hug me. (laughs) It was one of my worst moments and one of the deepest things that ever came out of me and I would have never expected it to happen and it manifested, you know? And he wanted it to manifest. He made it. I was like, what is wrong with this man? I don't have to do this. That's what we think when the shepherd, I don't have to do this. First person, devil, devil right? Okay. So, but, but he also wasn't going to baby me that he doesn't baby the shepherd. He cherishes, he tends, he takes care of, but he's not going to baby. I loved it. I was like, and there was Paige. He's out the door. Goodbye. (laughs) Right. There was no goodbye that day. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it's like, I didn't want to text him. You know what I mean? Because what I'm dealing with, right. My deliverance happened after I left the office that day. Because he wants us to get into a mode of self-deliverance. My deliverance happened when I got home that night. It didn't happen. But the shepherd set the scene and kept pushing me to go through something. And the whole time, every enemy is making you question. So this is the beautiful thing. I've seen this here. People come in this door with all their fullness of pride, right? And then they go somewhere else. And they have to still come back here. You can't, you can't get the fullness of what you need until you come back to the sheepfold you're assigned. It's wrong. I'm telling you, it's not in his order. But guess what? There is a voice speaking to you and sending you somewhere else because you have decided it. I really want us to think about that. I say that in love. Jesus just wants to get us to a place of maturity so we can be released. He wants us to release. He doesn't want us to stay in the lustful, corrupted world of church. He wants us to be set free to go do what we're assigned. But, and and Jesus is the true shepherd, but he's going to work through an order of man. He did it with Moses. He did it with Aaron. He hadn't done it any different with anybody else. We, and I, you know what? It's okay. that We've experienced those moments. If there is anybody, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to raise my hand. I have experienced that moment. I need to leave. <laughs> you know, I have been said. you know, thank God the way the Lord did it because he knows he loves us so much. He knows how we think. He knows how to keep us right in the position. We're like, well, I can't leave. Right. <laughs> he puts us there. I say that. And I do want you to know I say that with love. I'm not trying. I know some new people in here and I'm not trying to, I'm just saying that this is a, when God sends you to a true sheepfold to get matured, be excited about your release. Be excited to be released. Be excited to stick it out. And guess what? If somebody has so much shame that they run and come back, that means you're going to receive what? Double. That means if that fight with the enemy is so on to your ears, man, just imagine the power of God's going to work. And we're like, we're happy. We're excited for people. So Jesus, now I want you to think about this. Put up John 10, 11. Okay. Thank you all for staying with me. y'all all good? Okay. John 10:11 says, "I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Now, like I already said, you have to give up your life for an other. Okay? We put this in relationships when it really just has to do with the growth of the body of Christ. It's the way He did it. Jesus does not return. Oh okay, He has died for sin. And he was buried to be resurrected in reproduction of the saints. We die in sin to aid him in the reproduction. Jesus does not return until the fullness of this reproduction is manifested on the earth. It says in Revelations that he will hand over the earth back to God. And God is into our reproduction. Because if there is no reproduction, there is no protection. And you're just riding coasting your life. Because he needs the reproduction to manifest the glory on earth so that he can hand the earth back over to God. So it's a full reigning power. Isn't that beautiful? And we're all, you're a part of that. You are all everybody in here is being what? Reproduced. All right. So submission is the key. Look, we're almost done. Okay. All right. Submission is the key held by the doorkeeper. He works us to start submitting to what makes us uncomfortable. When you get the word of what you're going to do, submit to it. The quicker you submit, the faster you get through the door and the faster you move into your next assignment. So he says, when we submit to his word and his voice, we are in obedience and we are in his will. Submission truly to our master Jesus, the true shepherd. And the true shepherd became a servant. Now, Exodus 21 6 do you know that in the book of exodus it talks about the laws of the servant jesus wrote these laws and made his son become them it's so powerful it says then his master the laws this was written in fact let me read it this way in the old testament there were laws concerning servants. this is exactly how i wrote it (laughs) there are laws concerning service servants expression of how the 10 commandments were to be lived in the lives of the covenant people. Remember, we're in covenant with him, right? So there is a covenant that God was already creating and laws of the servant. Well, here, if somebody was given to their master, it says, his master shall bring him to the judges. So in the old times, if I was your master, Okay. And Carrie was my servant. Then it was my job to bring Carrie to the judges. That means I'm going to bring him up to that doorway of change because it says he shall also bring him to the door or to the doorpost and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl and he shall serve him forever. (laughs) All right. Put up. What is an awl? Put up an awl. I got a picture of an awl. Okay, now, Carrie, ready? I got one. Are you ready? Okay. All right, so now, and it says, my servant will serve me forever. All right, after I pierce his ear. I want you to think, you can go sit down. I know, I'm so excited I could beat you up right now. Okay. Where's my paper? No, I get excited, I just want to beat Carrie up, you know? Okay, so I had to look that up, I didn't know what it all was. An awl is a tool that was used to pierce a piece of leather. Now, let me read this. This is awesome. It says, God showed us his order through his son as he became our servant. Freely submitting to serve God on earth. He was sent to die for sin. Our sins, not his own. The law of a servant, the moment the servant was brought to justice, go back to that verse. It was the master's job to bring his servant to the doorway of change. Okay. When people walk through this door, guess what? We have a responsibility to bring you to what? Justice. And what is being judged? Your soul. We're not being judged. The lies that we hear and believe in our soul are being judged. And it's not you, you're here to be protected, but the lies got to manifest. And when it manifests, it manifests at the doorway. That is the job of the shepherd, to bring that sheep to that doorway so its soul can be judged. But the whole time you're feeling what? Judged. But it's not about that. I'm telling you from experience. Once I got this rotation, I got it. Sun's rising. I'm not being judged. The lie in me, in my soul, is being judged. And then we should be rejoicing. He says he will rejoice with you because you're being what? Changed. Every time we get changed, right, delivered and healed. But then it says his master shall pierce his ear with all, and he shall serve. What does the piercing of the ear mean? Well, the piercing of the ear was they poked a hole and they put... A clip on your ear. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was it was an identification of who you belong to. Put it my little deer with its identification. My dear little sheep. Look at this guy! His ears are pierced. I was take I, I'm telling you, I was laying down and just resting at four o'clock today before I no, it was 3:30. And I was seeing the little sheep with the little piercings. And so Now, we know who that sheep belongs to, right? If you go to that code and you go to that number, we're tagged. I said you walk in this door, you're what? Tagged, right? You're assigned to this sheepfold, okay? And that's in the Spirit. God already knows where he's assigned you to be. So you're tagged in what? The Spirit. Isn't this awesome? So God showed us his order by how he showed the masters of the Old Testament how to bring their servants to where they're to be. And they were assigned. And he says, once the ear is pierced, they will serve that. Now, we're going to think on this another level. We are tested in our growth to bear a sin that is not our own. The highest form of love is manifested into the earth when we lay our life down for another. Can you imagine your ear being pierced with an awl? A tool that punctures leather? Leather is thick. It's tough. It's hard. It's hard to tag them when they first come in. (laughs) Okay. Show me the, show me the shepherd tagging them. Oh, you can't. Okay. It's not a good picture. It didn't come out good there, but you see, he's grabbing the sheep and he's trying to do what tag them. All right. Now it's not like that. When you come in here, that's where you feel, (laughs) you feel I'm being tagged. Right. Okay. But it's a good feeling because God is saying Jesus was crucified. Now, I want you to think about this. Jesus came. He had to follow the law of the servant. Jesus had to come. He had to deal with the justice, okay? It's so beautiful. Jesus was crucified. He opened up the airways to heaven, piercing the second heaven with his voice so we could hear and have a relationship with the voice of God. Isn't that beautiful? Okay? He came, and when he was crucified, the world tagged him. Do you know what I mean? As, and he became a bondservant. And he became a bondservant to break the path of the way. So you have to think about this. When Jesus was crucified, he really did open up an airway, a way for us to hear the Father through Jesus. Nobody gets to the Father except through the what? The Son, because he already what? He was brought to justice. He was brought to the door. He was crucified. And he was what? Pierced. Now, Isn't that beautiful? This is so beautiful. He was one in the heavenlies first with the Father. Go back to Corinthians 1, 15, 40. He was already one with the Father before the foundation of time. He was sent to the earth to experience the law he put in place. He sent his own son. Now that's really powerful because Jesus came to lay his life down for what were the other. Okay. And he already had that celestial body. The glory of the celestial body is one. He never denied his father. He was one, but then he came down on the earth to experience the glory of dying for an other. And that's all of us. Isn't that beautiful? That is the deepest love. That's the love I want to be. I want to die for another. We should want to die for another one that's assigned to us. He was one in the heavenlies, then redeemed our life, so we are the other. Isn't that beautiful? John 10, 17, 18 says, so he was with the father first. And guess what happens? After you die for another, you resurrect right up back to the father for your next level. Isn't that beautiful? So we are dying right? Burying the old, and now we're rising up in the new covenant of resurrected life, and we have to go through seasons and times and rotating through this, going from what? Glory in the celestial and the terrestrial, and you're going from glory to glory. Therefore, my father loves me because I what? Lay down my life that I may what? Take it again. Oh, don't you get it? rotation of glory to glory every time you do that one he's going to resurrect you up in what another level in the celestial body aren't we all excited oh my gosh no one takes it from me but i lay it down nobody takes it from me i gotta what give it up i gotta give it up i have power to let if i have christ in me i have power to lay my life down I have power to lay it down and I have power to do what? Take it again. It's a new covenant. It's a covenant of constantly growing within himself. It's not a contract with a what? Termination agreement? If you're terminating it, you're just holding your life. Nothing happening. You're miserable. Nothing happening. He is waiting for us all. When are you going to lay it down? This command I have received from my father. It's so beautiful that honestly, if we can get this, do you know how awesome the God's greatest gift of grace is? That to be resurrected back to one in a constant rotation, in a constant rotation, being part of a sheepfold that already gets this. We're doing this. We are already doing this. He gives that grace to the true shepherd. Jesus had to fulfill that law. He became that servant. He was pierced so we could have life. A true shepherd will know his voice. Now here's, I love this. Here's where we go. In the word, the beauty of the shepherd is how he cares for his flock. A sheep, while they are growing in himself, one of the way a shepherd tends and protects them is the use. This is in the real world. In the real world, I was really praying to the Lord. And I, the whole thing about anoint your head with oil was really on my heart. And the Lord, I just, I just Googled. I know this is crazy. Why does a shepherd, What does a shepherd put oil on a sheep's head? Because I found that that picture shows the horn and the oil. And, The most beautiful thing is how a true shepherd will care for his flock because he loves them so much that he wants to make sure that they can hear and heed the voice of the word of God. Oil, olive oil back then was used by the shepherd. Please put that picture up of the shepherd and the oil. This is so beautiful. So here's us, right? Our face is black. There's oil being poured on the shepherd, on the sheep. And this is the picture that I found when I Google it. And when I was reading the article about why they put oil in a shepherd's hand, it says he puts oil over the shepherd's head. He gets it. He anoints their head with oil. Get it? He's anointing the sheep's head with oil. But why is he doing that in the natural? We know that that's a symbolism in the spiritual, right? Everybody in here knows that. It says the sheep's hearing was affected by the bugs, the lice, because of their wool was so thick. Because their wool was so thick, they created bugs. And then the bugs lived in their ears. And if bugs got into a sheep's ears, it would kill them. A shepherd knew in the real world. This is the real. Now, I'm not talking spiritual. I'm talking physical. The shepherd already knew that olive oil was to be poured on his shepherd's head. So it would get into his ears. I mean, I'm sorry, sheep's head. So it could get into his ears and get into his nose to get the bugs out. Heeding the voice of the Lord, when you're called in here, it's to get what? The bugs out of your ear. Okay, there are, there are things that we hear. I love it. Yeah, soul shifters. She has pictures of what they look like, which they're pretty big guys for your ears. But if you think about it, a sheep's hearing was affected by their bugs. And if the bugs got too deep, they lost their equilibrium and they died. Now he had to protect his what? Flock. So every day or once a week, they would put the oil on his head, make sure it got in his nose and his ears so that he wouldn't get the bugs, So he could what? Hear the voice of the shepherd. Okay, it says the oil caused those insects, those bugs, those lives, all to slip off. They were smothered. They were cut off from their breathing. So not... How many people in here have infected ears? You're hearing other voices. Okay, that's where heeding the voice of the Lord is so important. Coming into your sheepfold, the shepherd knows how to anoint you with the oil that you need to hear. I laugh at this because the first couple of weeks I was here, it seemed like Gene was always laying his hands on me. <laughs> Boom, I'm on the floor. We'd be in a meeting. I got to lay my hands. Boom, on the floor, right? What was he doing when I came in here? He was, he was anointing me through the Holy Spirit within him that's ahead of me, jump-starting my spirit so my earways can be what? Opened, piercing my ears. I am tagged here. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't you see my little tags, right? I am tagged because this is where I am to grow. This is where I'm to become a shepherd. This is where I'm to be. And everybody has a destiny here. You're tagged. And who knows what time or what move, but a shepherd will release you, but he will chari- He will take care of you. He'll pour that oil. It's, that's what he's really doing to us. It says that we will be anointed with the oil of what? Gladness. When we recognize that it, the oil represents the Holy Spirit, if he keeps jump-starting the spirit, right, there comes a time that I don't need to have my, jump, my spirit jump-started. I'm already now breaking through, heeding the voice of God, doing what he's showing me to, and advancing the kingdom of God. Yes. Yes. That's where it's yes. supposed to happen. I don't need to have my hands laid on by my shepherd as much anymore. As much anymore. <laughs> I'm not ready to give that up. I'm not released, you know. No, I say that kind of cute, like face, right? Okay, so (laughs) I just want to make you guys laugh because nobody's missed it in this house. Nobody has missed it. Everybody just has to keep seeking, be open. This isn't about a show. This isn't a horse and pony. We're raising up sheep for uh, entertainment. We're raising up sheep so that the world, the word of God can be manifested through us. To another, so eventually we want Jesus to be handed over the earth back to God, right? We want the full manifestation. So, all right, we only have one sheet left. This is awesome. Our ears to hear the voice of God is so important. We need to be anointed with oil, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus died to give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit, He died to give us the Holy Spirit. So we could manifest what he wants to manifest us in his time. Of the truth. Once our ears are punctured by the master Jesus, we can hear the voice of the shepherd. And that means through another person, the more we mature, I can hear the voice of Jesus through another. Isn't that beautiful? We actually get to the point where the airwaves become so clear that now, even if Todd was right here. And I've had this experience with Todd. Even though Todd was right here going through his first door and I'm somewhere on here, Todd comes to my living room and, you know, Todd says to me, you need to go see this person. It was 10.30 at night. And I didn't want to go. Why? Because why? It's 10.30 at night, right? I don't go out. (laughs) And Todd kept saying, his eyes changed. And he said, you need to go. And this was when Jamie got saved. This is the, this is when Jamie, he wanted me to go to Jamie's house and God was using his voice. I knew, oh my gosh, that's God speaking through him to give me what a command to heed and then go do. Now imagine if I didn't go do that night because this guy was just full of himself thinking he's controlling me, telling me what to do. You get where I'm going on this? God is going to use the person to speak something to you that you don't necessarily want them to speak because he's going to test your love and test your ear flow. He's going to say, are you infected? Do you have infection in your ears? And then all of a sudden you're going to be in church. You're going to feel broken. Then you come up here and you get anointed, right? For something to change in you. How many people have experienced deliverance in here? Boom. Deliverance is to open up the ears so you can heed the voice. So shepherds in spirit guide, not, they guide, but they don't control. Everybody will grow in the flock so that they are ready. They will be released to go out into the pasture. It even says in John 9, you will go into the pasture. You will go what? Out of the pasture. We are to be free from the lust and corruption of the church, and we are to be free to walk and speak and hear and do what he has asked us to do. The anointing oil today, last page. All right. The anointing oil today is a spiritual representation of his power to perfect, to perfect, to to protect our ears. So this is no so oh, so there's no such thing as hearing loss? Who has hearing loss? right? Come on. I want to hear everybody say, I don't have hearing loss, loss. right? Because I'm anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. spirit. Praise God. So ask yourself, how is your hearing? Mark 735 tells us, how do you know your hearing's good? Here's how you know your hearing's good. Mark 735, it says, when our ears are opened immediately, his ears were open and the impediment of his tongue was what? loosed and he spoke plainly that means when you hear what god wants you to say all of a sudden you're just what saying it and they're like did i just say that i don't think i just said that did i just say that you meet somebody something comes out poor i, I mean i know that people have experienced that with myself and they didn't like what you had to say and you're like did i just say that did i just say that and then you know so that's a sign mark 7:35 tells us you know what? You know where you're hearing by what you're saying because this is where the finish of the cycle is. When your ears are open, the impediment of your tongue is loosed to be a voice for the body of Christ. Our voice is what pierces Satan's kingdom. It pierces his ears. When he hears the love and the truth, he must what flee. He has got to flee. He can't stay. All right. And he recognizes, I love it when you hear, hey, devil's not going to mess with you. Right. Because my ears are clear. They're not infected. But then he's going to start affecting people around you to affect you because he's going to try to hit your love. He's going to try to hit your heart for people. I love it. It says, we are chosen to serve God in obedience to what we hear him say to those. And those are our good deeds. Those are our good deeds, the times where they say that. You know you are a sheep when you do this, Acts 7, 51, 53. And I just have, it's this little bit. But everybody, did you learn something tonight? Was this good? Okay. All right. You stiff-necked, oh, okay, I made that wrong. No, that's right. You know you're, you know you, okay, hold on. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ear and ears. <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot that was in there. And ears. You always resist the what? The Holy Spirit. This is how you know you have an infection. Okay. I wrote down. This is how you know you don't. I reversed it. This is how you know you have an infection. How do? Why do you have an infection? Because you're what? Stiff-necked. Your heart isn't turned to the Father. Your heart isn't turned to who you're assigned to. You are always what? Resisting the whole thing. Do you know, remember back in the beginning when I talked here, the one who jumps over and steals is like a thief and a robber? That's a person who can actually activate their spiritual gifts, but you are not using them for God. You are using them for your own edification. You are not using them in the right way. And you can tell in here when it's false and when it's real. And I've had people come in here saying they came in here and their gifts, what? Changed. That's the fear of going out to another fold. You start picking up what? Wrong things. And then you start acting in wrong ways. And you are, you do get frustrated. It says you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Because why? Everybody in our past has what? Not listened, right? Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one from whom you now have become the betrayers and the murderers who have received the law by the direction of angels, but have not kept it. People who come in here, they receive it. They go back out there. They start falling in a lie and they are operating in the wrong and they don't even know it. They become deceived and God hands you over to it. And then you know what? Because... Because somebody convinced you that you were better than where your fold was. That you couldn't get it in where the fold is. They killed those who foretold the coming of the just one. They actually started gossiping about you outside that door. That's not a very good place. Because God is going to bring you right back to that same fold to get exactly what you need. I'm saying this seriously. Because I've watched it. And it's not bad when you come back. You're opened with what? Opened arms. This is true, guys. Think about it. Think about those of you who've already been here, gone away, come back. Because what? Pride rises up and you think you found somebody else to change you. It's not going to stick. It says they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you have become betrayers and murderers. What's that, gossipers? Who have received the law. That means you actually got the truth. And then you actually went and went to what? You haven't kept it. All right, go to this verse. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4. This is how another reason that you know if you're infected. That's how you know you're infected. Here's Here's the second one. For the time will come when they will not endure the sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. That means they've convinced themselves what they need to be doing because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers. They'll go find other teachers. And they will turn their ears away from where they were to be and turn to the lie of the other. God doesn't change his order. He assigns you to a fold. He releases you. If you've released yourself, that's what's already happened to you. If you have released yourself to another, that is what has happened to you. And you won't know it until it will not endure. You will experience the dryness the not enduring. You can't make it. And it could take years. I mean, when I got into my lie, seven years until Jean had to tell me that man, you're not supposed to marry. (laughs) Right. I'm looking at Teresa because she gets it on that. Right. I live with a man for six years, creating my own doctrine, loving God, going to church every Sunday. But I was handed over to my own what? Deception. But when God, I said in my car, just put me in my destiny. Don't even think that when I got here, I didn't want to leave. I am serious. Don't even, Richard, don't even, I, because I remember one time, Richard, I was crying. Richard, I don't know why I'm here <laughs> in my office. Richard just walks in and the anointing of compassion was off his body and I was losing it, you know, and I was like, I really don't know why I'm here. You know, I can't figure it out. But I got to tell you something, something greater in me. That God is already working. My shepherd was praying for me. Not just Jesus interceding for his prayer. From my heart that called out to him. The shepherd, the father that was assigned to me was praying for me too. Do you know what I'm saying? Come on. You want your shepherd praying for you. If you go, he's still praying for you, but you're not advancing. You think you are. That's the tough part. Now, last two verses. How do you know... That you, are, that you are not infected, right? Now let's get the good stuff. 2 Corinthians 12, 2. 2 Corinthians 12, 2. And what's the time check? Okay. Okay. 2 Corinthians 12, 2. It says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in body, I do not know, or whether out of the body, I do not know, (laughs) right? God knows. Man, we don't know everything. God knows. Such a one was caught up into the third heaven. Ooh, I wasn't supposed to speak this one yet. Go to Isaiah 64.4. This one comes after that. I am so sorry. Isaiah 60. Just hold that. Pause. God knows everything. Isaiah 64.4. It says, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard or perceived by the what everybody ear, nor, no, that is not right. Isaiah 64, four. Oh, it is right. Okay. Nor has, I'm sorry. I did write this and I put little arrows. Nor has I seen any God beside you, Jesus, right? who acts for the one who waits for him. Okay, God is saying here that nor since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor an ear has seen any God besides Jesus, right? Who acts for the one who waits for him. So the first thing you know, your ears are clear. What are you doing? You are sitting, you are worshiping, and you are what? Waiting, waiting to hear from him. So he doesn't communicate with us right away. he wants us to what? Wait because for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived that you nor has the eye have seen God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. So the first thing we have to do, you know you are open airways. you're not in a hurry to move off your wherever you're worshiping. you know you're waiting for him, right? Okay so now, we must wait on him. We must pray. We must worship. We must meditate on his word. We keep going until we hear him. We are, I love that, we we are his servants. We wait for him. We prayer gets his ear. Worship gets his presence. We have to break into that third heaven. Now go to 2 Corinthians 12.2. 2 Corinthians 12.2 says, thank you. And then we're going to go to 4. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in body, I don't know whether out of body. I do not know, but God knows that means we are not here to judge anybody. Do not judge what you hear somebody else saying. You get to have an open eared airway relationship with the father through Christ. So don't worry about uh, being in, being out. You have to worry on your, you wait on him. Such a one has been caught up into the third heaven. Don't look at people. Look at your experience. People worship. You guys know what it means to get in the third heaven. Because our voice, once we heed the word, we speak the word, it pierces the second heaven. So Satan can't. The airways are open for us to receive. And we know that we are caught up in what? The third heaven where God tells us, guides us, instructs us, all those things. So please go to 2 Corinthians 12.4. So we need to get caught up in the worship. We need to get caught up. 2 Corinthians 12, 4, how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible what? Words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Oh. I remember the first time Jean said, Lee, you're going to worship. He gave me that little thing. I went home. I started worship day. I you know, I don't know what I was waiting for, but I'd be singing. <laughs> and it wasn't in the morning. It was at night. I remember the first time I felt this tight feeling and I got into this open. I heard the angels sing and I heard all this talking and then I fell off my bed. I fell off my bed because I was so in awe that I got caught up into the what? Third heaven. I can't get this revelation that I'm teaching tonight without getting into what the third third heaven. See, I loved it. My column, it was tight at first, but now my column is what? It's thicker. It doesn't take me so long. And he starts dropping things. And then when you start realizing it, you drop it, you write it. And then he tells you if you're going to utter it, there are some things that are not to be spoken. I mean, I remember the first time I felt like I was in a conference room of very important people and I heard them speaking and I could remember what I'm saying. And then I got up and I didn't do what? I didn't get up and write, and I missed it, and I was so bummed, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll be invited up another time. You know what I mean? It didn't happen every day at first. It happened as I built my relationship in him, and I let the infection of my ears get cleared by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So praise God. That's how you know. How do you know? Are you getting up in that third heaven? Do you hear inexpressible words? which is not always lawful for you to utter. Are you hearing the angels? Are you experiencing him? That is where you know you are. And you know what? You might not even remember. You could be up there, get something. But he says, I bring all things back to your what? Remembrance. So it doesn't have to be like, I'm giving you my examples. You all have your own. What you experience, God knows how to get you up there. But tonight, I hope that this lesson was good. Because, you know, God says in Philippians that we are to be filled with joy. And how are we to be filled with joy? Because we have the same like mind, one heart, one love, one move. And that is to advance the kingdom of God. He is just working us through this so we become strong in him, confident in Christ, not in ourselves to advance the kingdom of God, which is what? To start off as lambs, to become sheep, to go out as shepherds and constantly to bring in the other it is so beautiful and that is the glory of the celestial body and the terrestrial body and so i know i know this was long but i hope it was good for everybody and you know because when i get a revelation like that there was more to that i really did try to condense it down for tonight but it was so beautiful don't you you just love it aren't you in love with jesus aren't you in love with the father we have a purpose Everybody in here has a purpose. It's so beautiful. Don't let go of another. Surrender yourself to this. Surrender yourself to worship, reading in the word. Everybody is what? Growing. It's awesome. Okay, wait. Did I have one more picture left? What picture did I not put up? I had this cute little sheep picture. Did I have the last one? No, is that all of them? Okay, put the sheep of the group. I like Mamie's hair. That's Mimi, the one with the little curls. Okay. All right, I love you guys. Praise God. Carrie's going to close us out. Yeah. Praise God. Libri one of a few million words. Anointed words. Amen.